0: Welcome to Into Security, Infosecurity Magazine's monthly podcast, bringing you news highlights and topical debate. Hello and welcome to the February edition of the Into Security podcast. I'm your host, Eleanor Dalloway, Editorial Director at Infosecurity Magazine. And joining me today, as always, are Deputy Editor Benjamin Davids and our reporter James Coker. How are you two?
1: Very well, thank you. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. And how are you doing, James? I think you went to see West Ham last night.
1: I did. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. They won just about. So that sort of kept me happy. For for today at least. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Excellent news. So for this episode, we've been inspired by a very special day in the month of February. Now, our listeners may immediately think of Safer Internet Day, considering we're a cybersecurity publication, but I'm actually referring to the 14th of February, Valentine's Day. Now, this podcast is less about dating advice, you'll be very relieved to know, and more about romance scams, a growing problem as online dating apps surge in popularity. Now, this is something that's been aggravated by the pandemic, where people were forced online for many day-to-day activities, including, of course, trying to find love. In short, these scams involve fraudsters connecting with people online with the pretense that they've got a romantic interest in them. They build that trust with them over time before tricking them into sending money. Now, the pretense of pursuing a romantic relationship then obviously falls off a cliff as the fraudster has achieved their objective in getting that money. Now the release of The Tinder Swindler on Netflix recently only serves to launch this topic more into the spotlight and onto the radar of Mr. Joe Blogs. Um James, Ben, have either of you seen it actually?
1: I haven't yet, no. But um yes, yeah, quite a few people have mentioned it to me. So it's definitely something I'd be interested to see, particularly given given my job as well.
2: Exactly. I mean the same boat. I've had so many individuals just encouraging me to to watch it. I mean it's whipping up quite a stir online it seems
0: it is i think yesterday actually it was the number one viewed thing in the uk on um netflix i've seen just over half of it and i will be going back to watch the rest but it's a really shocking documentary that chronicles the real life events of laviv who is who, who is an is- israeli man on tinder who has conned an estimated 10 million dollars out of women that he met online on the dating site tinder You'll be unsurprised to hear that Simon Leviev has been banned from Tinder and other online dating services since. Now, there's a huge variance of dating scams and the cost to the victim. But in all cases, it's a devastating scenario for victims, both emotionally and financially. And this type of scam is well and truly on the rise, sadly. Last year, the FBI published data showing that more than $133 million was lost due to this type of scam in the first half of last year in the US. And last month, the UK police warned that the period between Christmas Day and Valentine's Day is the most dangerous for users of dating sites as scammers are out in force. This warning was issued as figures were released by the National Fraud Intelligence Bureau, finding that total financial losses from romance fraud from November 2020 to October 2021 stood at a staggering £92 million. So it's a big Huge heartbreaking problem. And what better time, albeit tragically ironic, than Valentine's Day for the Into Security podcast to dig deep on the issue? So, we're going to analyze how these scams typically work and look at what online dating users can do to avoid falling victim to them. Later on, we're going to hear from someone we know really well here at Info Security Magazine, Lisa Forte, who is a partner at Red Goat Cybersecurity. Now, Lisa is an expert on the human side of cybersecurity and social engineering engineering and she's been kind enough to take some time out and offer us some fantastic insights on the topic. Before that though, we're going to do something a bit different and instead of our usual news roundup, we're going to discuss five notable romance scams that we've reported on in recent times here at Infosecurity Mag. And if there's any that you think we should have included, please do let us know on social media and I'm sure by now you will know that you can find us on Twitter at, at @infosecuritymag. Anyway, First up, the romance fraudster who targeted 670 women, and that's an unbelievable amount. I don't know how he found the time. Um, Over to you, Benjamin, for the details of that one.
2: Yeah, thank you. So yeah, the first one in our list involves a Nigerian man who is believed to have targeted, as you rightly mentioned, nearly 700 women in the UK over two years, conning them out of tens of thousands of pounds. One of these was even terminally ill and whom he continued to pursue even after she passed away. Another woman was tricked into giving him nearly £10,000 over a 10-month period. The money went into various accounts held under fake identities before being funneled back to the scammer's own account. At least eight other women are thought to have given him money, totaling an estimated £20,000. The man, who operated under the moniker Tony Eden, from his flat in Abbey Wood, London, was handed a prison sentence over two years last month. The UK's National Crime Agency said it is likely the man targeted other women who have not come forward and have urged any potential victims to report. James, over to you with another story.
1: Thanks, Ben. So, yeah, next up on our list is a story of a fraudster who tricked four women he dated into parting with a total of an incredible $387,000. And that took place in the period between May 2015 and October 2017. One of the victims was the actress Jennifer Lewis, whose credits include the films Beaches and Sister Act. So Lewis was personally tricked into investing $50,000 into a fictitious sound design business. Um, The scammer, who is called Antonio Marriott Wilson, and also used the names Dr. Tony Marriott and Bryce Carrington, impersonated a Bible scholar and a Navy SEAL in the execution of his romance scams. He lured his targets using various online dating sites, including the networking dating app Bumble Fizz, Bumble Biz, sorry. So the 57 year old was sentenced to eight years in prison for his actions. And during his sentencing hearing, Jennifer Lewis actually appeared via Zoom to give the court a victim impact statement. And she offered some quite profound insights really into the, the type of hurt and torment that she and other romance scam victims suffer. So the actress was quoted as saying, he meticulously researched me on the internet. He used all that information on the web to worm his way into my life with false affections. His liars had no boundaries then discussing the scam in which she she invested money into the into the fake scheme she added i agreed to invest having softened only after he's brought his children to my house he used his children even to this day that fact horrifies me the most she also revealed the huge psychological damage she experienced as a result and she stated the fifty thousand dollars he stole from me does not compare to his stealing my ability to trust His treachery caused deep depression and I was forced back into therapy. So some really uh, heartbreaking stuff there. Over to you, Ben, for a story about crypto romance scam, I believe.
2: Exactly, yeah. So this story is a crypto romance scam drains one point four million dollars. And this is of course the news from last year that researchers at Sophos Labs have unearthed a scam technique that exploits iPhone users looking for love via dating apps. So this scam named ROM has led to victims being defrauded by at least 1.4 million dollars in Bitcoin. Under the Ram scam, victims are contacted through their dating app account. The scammer gains the victim's trust by exchanging direct messages with them. Now detailing how the scam works, the researchers wrote, once the victim becomes familiar, they ask them to install fake trading applications with legitimate looking domains and customer support. They move the conversation to investment and ask them to invest a small amount and even let them withdraw that money with profit as bait. Now, the researchers went on to explain that victims are then instructed to buy various financial products or invest in special profitable trading events. To lure them into making a significant investment, the scammer will also offer an in-app loan. The researchers added when the victim wants their money back or gets suspicious, they get locked out of the account. The Sophos team found that most of the scams' victims are iPhone users based in the United States or Europe. Dating apps used to dangle the bait include Bumble, Grindr, Tinder and Facebook dating. Also the researchers noted that in most cases we have come across crooks have asked victims to transfer money by buying cryptocurrency through the Binance app and then to a fake trading application. James, over to you for a story on the U.S. locking up a key player in Nigerian romance scam.
1: Yeah, that's right. So this story also comes from 2021, when an Oklahoma man was sent to prison for his role in an online romance scam that defrauded victims across the United States out of at least 2.5 million dollars. So according to the court documents, the 36-year-old man acted as the manager of a group of money launderers involved in the scam. This took place between 2017 and 2019, when the man and his co-conspirators used fake passports and other fraudulent identification paperwork to open multiple bank accounts under various aliases. They then knowingly concealed the proceeds of the fraudulent scheme and their sources by transferring the funds between and among those accounts. Under the scam, the man worked closely with co-conspirators' based overseas who created fake dating profiles and social media accounts that were used to lure and defraud victims. The co-conspirators posed as US residents working or travelling abroad and tricked victims into believing they had found love online. After manipulating a victim into thinking they were in a romantic relationship, a scammer would ask for increasingly large sums of money. So the victims, many of whom were sadly elderly, would wire the money to the scammer's bank account in the belief that they were helping their significant other to complete a business project or to return to the United States. Uh, Account details and and routing numbers of the bank accounts into which the fraudulently obtained funds were wired were provided by the co-conspirators. So quite an elaborate scheme and just shows how complex and um, sadly sophisticated some of these romance scams are. And so I think over to you, Ben, for the final story, which involves a, a very large prison sentence being handed out.
2: Exactly, yeah. So unfortunately, another Nigerian romance scam handed down a 235-year sentence. So this actually refers to a story a few years back. Um, so this involved, well, a story, but a case of three, a few years back. So three Nigerian internet fraudsters were sentenced to a combined 235 years in prison in 2017 after making tens of millions of dollars from their schemes. A court in the southern district of Mississippi found them all guilty of crimes including mail fraud, wire fraud, identity theft, credit card fraud, and theft of government property. Dating back to at least 2001, The scammers were involved in multiple internet fraud schemes resulting in losses in the tens of millions according to the Department of Justice. They would befriend women on dating sites, establish a romantic relationship and then either get them to send money or have them participate in fraud schemes, usually without the victim's knowledge. The unsuspecting women would sometimes be required to cash counterfeit checks and money orders. Also, use stolen credit cards to purchase goods and use stolen personal information to take other victims' bank accounts.
0: Thank you so much, Ben. Some really harrowing stories there that highlight the lies and the manipulation that scammers use to execute romance fraud. It's obviously therefore clearly important to understand what these scams look like in order to avoid becoming a victim to them and in the wake of the tinder swindler release the dating site has released a new set of guidelines on how to spot a scammer and what not to do while dating online now they don't mention l'viv or the number one Netflix documentary in or around these guidelines um, but obviously it has inspired them to bring those out James we're going to play the interview that you did with Lisa Forte on this topic now do you cover how these scams can be executed
1: yeah that's right that's, as you might expect Lisa sort of very knowledgeable in this area and she provides some great information about how how the scammers look to manipulate their victims the type of people that they typically look to target as well and then also sort of a a good advice for for people using online dating apps and websites about how to detect and, and avoid these types of scams so really valuable insights yeah let's take a listen Thanks very much for joining us Lisa. So I just wanted to start by asking you what types of people do romance scammers tend to target and how do they typically try to manipulate their victims?
3: It's a really interesting one because I think there is a misconception that there is a specific type of person that can be targeted by that Um, and actually I think that leaves everybody a bit more vulnerable because in fact it's just people who are potentially lonely, potentially looking for somebody, a partner or romantic interest of some description. By its very nature, that's the sort of people who are going to be targeted. Because they are really wanting to monetize the end result, it's more likely to be people who have some level of financial independence, some sort of asset or liquidity in their financial circumstances that they can then leverage and use that money. Clearly someone with absolutely no money to their name isn't going to be as interesting because that's the ultimate, the ultimate goal. In terms of how this happens, it's really interesting because it's often people who meet somebody online on a dating platform, on Tinder, on something like that. They will instantly have a lot of similarity with you. They'll have a lot of the same interests as you. They might have a similar backstory to you or family issues or things like that so that they can build that rapport with you. And establish that, you know, you've got so much, so many different things in common, your sort of soulmates, that kind of theme is exactly what they're trying to build. And I recently found out that psychologists actually call this love bombing, which is a kind of um, a situation where this person is just absolutely perfect, a dream come true. They are giving you tons of attention. That's another really, really clear sign. Absolutely tons of attention, loads of messages Messages first thing in the morning, messages just before you go to bed, continuously showering you with praise and attention and affection. Um, And this is obviously really, really appealing, especially if you've been single for a while and you're lonely. This is obviously incredibly appealing as an individual. And they know this and they know that this is going to really draw you in quickly into the relationship. And I think that's the other hallmark of it. Very, very often, if you look at the cases and analyse all the cases where people have come forward and said that this has happened, the relationship, and I use that term loosely its because it is only virtual, is often incredibly fast moving. So you'll go from initial contact to, you know, talking about how you'd love to get married one day within a few weeks, which is not a normal cycle for a healthy relationship. But again, it's about essentially getting you to
1: be addicted to them. That's really interesting. We've obviously seen increasing numbers of people turn into online dating since COVID-19 crisis and obviously the digital shift. Um, So I was just wondering if you had observed any Any particular trends or or new scam methods used by these scammers on these sites over the past two years?
3: I think Covid's been really um, sort of advantageous for a lot of these scammers and and for, you know, cyber attackers generally, really. But one thing that I've seen a lot of is because across the globe, we've had this sort of unprecedented situation where businesses have been shut and people have been, I guess, legitimately uh, and through no fault of their own, unable to earn money in certain industries. What we've seen is that actually that's been leveraged to get money out of of the victim sooner. So, for example, people who say, oh, you know, I I run this uh, hotel, for example, uh, in Colombia, and I've had to shut because we've got no tourists, I've got no money. The Colombian government aren't giving me any sort of furlough payment, so I don't know how I'm going to live. And so it actually gives them a really good excuse to get money out of their victim earlier than they would normally do had COVID not been the excuse it also puts a really convenient barrier to things like travel. You can't you know, travel to meet somebody necessarily because of restrictions and things like that in place. So it's really given a lot of con artists, a lot of romance scammers, a really good excuse. It also has been really isolating. So the people who normally may have been single but going out and seeing their friends and seeing their family and traveling and living that independent lifestyle have actually been kind of isolated and therefore a little bit more vulnerable to someone giving them a lot of attention and affection and and giving them that kind of virtual companionship. So I think COVID's really been great from that perspective, from a romance scam perspective, which is obviously terrible for the victims of these scams because you're dealing not only with someone who's been conned out of money, which is traumatic into and of itself. But you're also dealing with someone who's just, re- who's just had a breakup with someone who they thought they loved and had a future with and realised that the entire relationship was a lie. And I can't imagine how awful that must actually feel.
1: Absolutely. And, and kind of given the huge problems that these cause, what would be the main warning signs that you would advise online dating users to look out for to see if they are actually interacting with a potential scammer?
3: I would say there's a couple of stages to this so the initial stage when you first make contact with someone and you first start engaging in any kind of communication with them virtually um, evaluate kind of how that interaction goes for instance are you doing all the talking are you telling all your life story and talking about yourself all the time and are they really offering no sort of insight into their own background because that again is not normal you know normal conversations with people are balanced they're about 50 50 you tell me your story I tell you my story and we have this sort of balanced discussion if it's very one-sided it's probably because they are trying to hide their backstory potentially or it could be that they're very interested in hearing more detail about you so they can shape their online persona to meet that more closely obviously it may not be any of those things but it's a warning sign The next thing to sort of be aware of is any asks, any sort of requests for money or financial assistance in any way. Again, it's not to say that this is definitely um, a hallmark of nefarious activity. But it could be a warning sign, especially early on in a relationship. When you look them up online, you know, is there a clear background of posts? Do they clearly have friends and interactions or is their online sort of presence a little bit abnormal for someone who you would normally interact with? And then. Finally, I'd say if you're actually in a relationship, if you've actually started a relationship with someone and you feel that it's going incredibly fast and you've maybe spoken with them for a couple of weeks and you're already he's already telling you he loves you or she loves you um, and they're talking about how they can't wait to marry you and all the rest of it just pull back for a second and think, is that really normal? Because these online relationships can end up getting very intense. um, And I think it's really important, whether it's a scammer, or whether it's just, you know, potentially just not going to be a healthy relationship, it's really good just to take stock and pull back a little bit and have a look at it and think, is this really normal? If I was going to go and tell my friends and family about this, would they think this is normal? Or would they say, this is moving too fast? And I think then if they If you have that communication with them and they react badly to that, that's not a good sign. So I think it's just about being really aware of what normal communication is. So look at how you communicate with your friends, with past partners and so on and so forth. Does this sort of loosely mirror that or is this suddenly very different and very intense? Um, And it's that old sort of saying of if it's too good to be true, it probably is. So I think it's just about having that awareness. And, you know, if it does happen to you and you do find yourself in that situation, don't be ashamed to come forward and talk about it. Don't be ashamed to go and tell family, friends, police, whoever, about what has happened, because this can happen to anybody at the right time in their you know or the wrong time in their life so I don't think it's about having I think a lot of victims of romance fraud unfortunately have an awful lot of shame and guilt attached to it that they didn't see what was happening so again it's just about making sure that you realize that if this has happened to you that you can come forward and talk about it and actually your story is powerful in helping others not fall for it.
1: Just finally, I just wondered if there was any other advice or steps that you think people can take to reduce the chances of themselves falling victim to this type of scam?
3: I think in an ideal world, having locked down social media profiles, especially hugely personal ones, for example, Instagram, where you might have a lot of personal photographs of your life. Things like that will, will mean that it's a bit more difficult for people to build rapport with you and sort of make up a backstory of who they are that matches with yours. But also, I, I appreciate that this isn't realistic in this day and age and majority of people have open accounts. So I think it's very much about knowing yourself and it's very much about being cautious with how you interact with people who you do not know and cannot verify are legitimate people it used to be the case that we used to say oh well if they won't get on a video chat or a a zoom call with you that's a warning sign and clearly it is but actually we've seen in the last few years that that's actually not been the case and a lot of the times they have been interacting with video chats with photos with a genuine human person it just happens to be that that person is also communicating with many many other people in exactly the same fashion in order to get some financial gain from the from the relationship
1: that's brilliant thank you very much for your time lisa's been some really good insights on how romance scams work and and that actions people can take to to detect them and prevent them hopefully
0: That was such an interesting chat with the ever insightful Lisa and it's always a pleasure having her contribute. So thank you so much for that, James. Well, unfortunately, that is all we've got time for in this month's episode of the Into Security podcast. I do hope you enjoyed it. We recently published the latest episode of the Into Security Chats podcast in which I interview one of the nicest men in the industry, Brian Honan. So please do check that out on our website. I suppose I should also take this opportunity to say happy Valentine's Day to all of our lovely listeners. I hope it's less full with fraud and scams and more full with champagne, roses and chocolates. (laughs) We'll be back in March for our next Into Security podcast. But until then, I've been Eleanor.
1: I've
2: been James. And I've been Benjamin.
0: Thanks for listening to Into Security. For in-depth interviews with the industry's finest minds, check out our sister podcast, Into Security Chats. Join us again next month. Until then, stay safe and keep up to date with everything you need to know about information security via the infosecurity-magazine.com website.